What's going on, y'all? It's Key Mark Kane coming to you all the way live. Your favorite country cousin, your favorite Mississippi and your best friend. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Ashley F.G. Norwood. It ain't me without the F.G. Come on. And we are the, the Family, Family Tree, Tree Podcast. Podcast. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, The Family Tree Podcast, and on Twitter, The Family Tree. Yes, indeed. Stay rooted. Stay black. Stay blessed. Peace. All right, y'all, we back at it again, going right into it. It's your main man, Key Kane. Coming to y'all to be live, your favorite country cousin, your favorite Mississippian, and your best friend, accompanied by the beautifully talented. Ashley FG, what up, y'all, man? We are back with part two. Just pray about it. it. Man, you know, just like hearing that alone, it's, it's so nostalgic. Like, just pray about it. I feel like, we, I feel like when, when Black people hear that, you kind of already know what, what we're talking about. Baby, you going through something? Just pray about it. Just pray about it. Just pray about it. You know, and <laughs> and so this conversation is is basically a follow up to our part one. You know, part one we talked about mental health. We talked about the importance of mental health awareness. We talked about coping with your yeah. mental health. We talked about exercising your mental health. We talked about therapy because when we think about you know that phrase, just pray about it. In a lot of situations, that's the response when when one wants to seek therapy or seek help, you know, um, whether that's for mental purposes and sometimes even physical. You know, I've been in conversations where I heard people, you know, say, oh, baby, just pray about it. No, go to the doctor and, <laughs> and let them check you out physically, right? Yeah. Um, but we know that uh, a lot of our, our young cousins out here are embracing a therapy for what it is. It is a resource, you know, it is, it is available uh, to help you think through things. And like Kane talked about in the last episode, you know, it may not be for everybody, but there's nothing wrong with trying it. Um, you know, just trying to figure out what's going to be the best thing for you uh, because mental health is important and we just want the best for, for all of our cousins and kinfolk mentally. You know, <laughs> we want you to survive physically and mentally. It's a part of it. So in this episode, though, we're going to get a, a little bit deeper into uh, church, Black church, the Black church and Black church culture. Uh, Kane, I want to start by asking you this question, you know, can you talk to me about some of your earliest memories in the church? What did that look like? What kind of church was it? How did you feel? How did you receive it? So uh, I grew up in a Baptist church. Missionary Baptist Church. It was right up the street from my house. It's the house. I mean, it's the church that all of my folks pretty much grew up in. My grandfather, yeah. my grandfather actually built that church. Him and his crew. Uh, yeah, my okay. grandfather was in construction, so he built a lot of churches and Natchez and homes and whatnot. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, church growing up. I was very interested. The stories is what I gravitated to the most. Uh, and I wasn't necessarily interested in what the, the preacher had to say. I was zoned out. I, I would just be reading my own Bible on the pew. Like I was never really paying attention to what the preacher was saying. Uh, Cause he was, he was low key boring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just keeping it a book. He was born. Uh, now, the one prior to that one, he was lit. But the one after this one had passed away, the new pastor that had came in, he was 
he was lacking in enthusiasm. But um, gotcha. I gravitated to a lot of the stories. We we attended a lot of vacation Bible schools during the summer. That was lit. Uh, like mm-hmm. Baptist conventions, I you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Baptist conventions, we would always come to Jackson for that. Uh, nice yeah. buses. Thought we was like really doing something. And I was more so, so excited fun. about seeing all the cute girls at the convention. Like me and my cousins. Jay, like, oh. you are taking me down memory lane. Do you hear uh, me? Yeah, we were like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Dang. I Oh, I hope Shorty there that was there from last year so I can shoot my shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, so my mind wasn't on nowhere, nothing near a Bible. I was trying to see what girls was there. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, um, I remember I seen, this is where I knew that my church was a little different. And then I realized that a lot of black churches are very similar. Uh, but I, it was two older gentlemen that ended up getting into a fist fight at my church. Like mm. these cats was like seventies, yeah, grown for they in their seventies, and they was going toe to toe with each other. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it was wild, man. I seen, I seen that in my church growing up, and uh, yeah, that's that. That kind of sums it up. It yeah. No, I feel you on that. You know, like growing up in well, like my earliest experience in church was definitely like the family church, you know. Um, my dad, he grew up in Rankin County. And so we would leave Jackson, which is, you know, where we live mm-hmm. and go to Florence. And I remember just having like the newspaper for the ride there. And I would read the comic section of the newspaper on the back seat. I would probably take a nap, get to church. I would probably take another nap. <laughs> Cause you know, like you said, when you're young and, and in church, you know, you're really not, you're really not there for real. And honestly, I think for a good period, you're really not there. You know, sometimes you got folks who we go to church because mom and dad say, get up on Sunday morning. You know what I'm saying? When you get there, you just, that's it. You get there, you're in the space, right? You're in the building, but you're not necessarily mentally, spiritually connecting all the time, right? And that's why I like these programs, like, you know, Sunday school and these other kind of like small groups are really important, you know, where you can kind of build that relationship with people, but also with the word, you know what I'm saying, with the lesson, with the guidance and all. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, that 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 was that was what it was. Like, you know, really, you know, we, we going to see family and we definitely going to grandma's house after this to have a big meal. You know what I mean? Um, and, and it's funny, you talked about like vacation Bible school. I remember all of that. I remember the conventions downtown, uh, cause we have a couple pastors in our family, you know, who would, who would preach when my mama's homeboy, uh, you know, he, he would be there often and my uncles, they would be there. And so it was, it was just kind of a thing, you know, black people, um, we've just always been so excited about church culture. You know what I mean? Going to church, like what you wearing to church would yeah. matter so much. You know, <laughs> what's your hair looking like? You got on stockings, you need a slip on underneath that shirt, you know? <laughs> Mama got her hats, you know? So many hats. I remember she used to get hats for my grandmama. You know, it's just all of that. Like what are some of the, um, I guess, traditions or, or pieces of the culture or even stereotypes? you know, they really stick out to you about the black church? 
Stereotypes is uh, definitely the clothing aspect of it. It was like a fashion show. Like my grandmother, like the the room that my sister grew up in. My sister's older, so she, my grandmother, would use yeah. my sister's room to put all of her hats, and she had all these little boxes with her hats in them. And I like <laughs> she'll be trying to pick out what hat she gonna wear to go with her little uh uh skirt suit or whatever. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, what blazer in the suit. Uh, in the Mm-hmm. Uh, so the pre-heel, yeah, yeah. And she would be clean, you know what I mean? My granny had the uh the the little candies, the little peppermints and the little strawberry candies. Shut up, Candy. <laughs> Your grandma was that lady? Oh, she yeah. was that lady. We had a lady also at the end of every service, she would pop her trunk. She had a, a burgundy uh, uh, Buick. She would pop that trunk. Mm-hmm. She would be selling these sweet potato pies, chips and pickles. Uh, the little fruity candies and all of that. So yeah. you know, I'll be up in church sometimes. Like, I can't wait to get up out of here so I can see, so I can run and kick the uh, sweet potato pie. They would go fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, so you're talking about getting up out of there. You know, that's one part of it. Church, black yeah. church. We know going to last about how long? Going to last about five hours, about six. Come on, somebody. Yeah. The, the preacher would say, how many the, times? The good part is that. They'll feed you. That's a, that's a good part. They'll, they'll, they'll give you some food. <laughs> yeah. They'll break bread, which... We're going to have a little fried chicken in the back of the church. My aunties, they were the ones back there preparing the food. My auntie Jim, they had the green beans, everything. You start to smell it. <laughs> I remember, like, we would go to my Uncle Joe. We rest in peace, my Uncle Joe. Lord, him right mm-hmm. He passed uh, recently. We lost him. And I remember he would have, like, family and friends day in his church. And we would always get excited to go. And one of one one of his prayers, um, one of the last family and friends day before he passed, I remember he was praying for that chicken that yeah. was about to get ate in the back of the church, you know. And I was just like, this man is crazy. But yes, please bless that chicken that we about to devour. <laughs> uh, the infamous fried chicken and green bean with a roll and a potato salad. Like, but you can't eat hear about the potato salad though. But that's what I remember vividly. Like that fried chicken, them green beans, and that tater salad. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and even like, you know, like how we praise. I I'll say, so and, and I want to talk to you about, you know, kind of like defining moments in like your spiritual journey and in, in in your walk, right? Because like like we say. Starting off early on when we were young, it was a matter of get up, we going to church. You know what I'm saying? I remember the night, Saturday nights, you know, like I would be sitting by the stove and this is when my mom would press my hair for church. You know, like Saturday night was a part of it. You know what I mean? Getting ready for church. I had a little, little, little small screen TV watching Apollo and she'd be pressing and curling my hair. Apollo, take it back. I'll be watching Apollo and she would be getting my hair ready for church that next morning, laying out my clothes, the frilly socks and all that. Um, but you know, that was, that was, that was, you know, how it started. Like mom and daddy just like, well, you know, this is what we're going to do. Get up in the morning and we're going to church. Right. But then, you know, there comes that time where you, you kind of want to be in church, you know, like you, you're, you're looking forward to going to church, to receiving that spiritual guidance, you know, to, to receiving that, 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 um, you know, 
getting that, that Sunday fix, like I know some people call it, you know, just like replenishing yourself, preparing yourself for that week, however you defined it, right? We all had those moments kind of where we got to the point where we were really looking forward to it. Um, and so that defining moment for me, though, that happened like when I, truthfully, when I went away for school. Mm-hmm. You know, at this point, I've left my home. I've left my home church. I've left my my routine, what was normal for me. Me going to Ole Miss, I'm in this predominantly white space. Didn't know a lot of people out there. Uh, there was so much happening in the in the world during that time. And you know, I, I'm 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 studying. You know, just a lot of pressures. And I remember going to so many different churches like trying to find the church, like trying to find my spiritual community, right? And it was hard because this is a predominantly white space. So I actually tried a a white church. Um, It wasn't for me. Um, And then, you know, we tried several other black churches and not every black church was for me. And so I kind of found myself like watching church on TV, you know, like what we're doing now and during the pandemic, that was kind of how I was getting my, getting my word on Sunday mornings when I was in school, you know, whether that was a T.D. Jakes episode or whether that was um, Michael Todd or, you know, some other pastor or Joyce in the mornings, I would have you. Um, that's kind of how I would, would get my, my Sunday morning worship on. But then there was this one church I found in the middle of nowhere. And I don't even know who recommended it. But I went and this was probably the first time I was in a church where like people were breaking out, screaming, dancing all around me. Because the churches I grew up in, that wasn't that wasn't the culture, but that's the part of black church culture, right? You know, getting happy as we call it, right? Or, or praise dancing, right? And, um, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily a cultural shock, but it was, it was, it was different for me. But what I liked about that church was that they were so raw and that they were so vulnerable. You know, I remember not necessarily reading uh, research about it, but there is, uh, there is an article in some books that talk about how the way your congregation kind of receives the word and how they worship sometimes is reflective of their education level, the education attainment and how much money they make. So if I grew up, you know, in, in the church, um, well, you know, with, with uh, working class people, uh, and then, you know, we eventually started going to a church in Jackson with more, you know, more, more black elite people that's not how they worship, you know, the church that my family attends now, that's not, that's not how they get down, you know, but at this church, it was a different body of people, and I think that's so interesting, you know, you think about that, like, how people praise and worship, how it's reflective of their attainment of education, or how much money they make, you know what I'm saying, so basically, people would think snooty black church folks, they're gonna sit down in their seats the entire time, and, and, and it's just, you know, it's, it's one type of service. But anyway, at that church, though, I just I just really appreciated, you know, like I said, how vulnerable they were, how open they were, how they got down. And the pastor was just so real. 
it was just he was just so real and so raw and like I don't know I think and I think part of just being out there by myself you know was a part of it too because it was my decision to to go to that church and you know to want to be a part of that community um but you know th that was just a defining moment for me it, it was different but I gravitated towards it in its indifference but also because I feel like I really needed it so what what was the defining moment for you whether that was in the black church or within your spiritual journey so within my spiritual journey for a while I had uh grew tired of my previous church because I mentioned I was like bored um mm -hmm. so I kind of lost interest in the church you know what I mean because that pastor would <clears throat> give a lot of some of the same sermons and it's like, all right, we tired of hearing the same sermons. You need to get creative or you need to read your Bible more so you can lead your people better, right? Um, and when I moved to Jackson after graduating from high school, I just wasn't attending church at all. And then my uncle, one of my favorite uncles, man, uh, Uncle Charlie, uh, he always drops mental shampoo. One thing he always shares is that you should hear for more than just a hat rack. You know, I put some knowledge up there. Uh, but he had invited me out to his church and I ended up going out there and I enjoyed myself. So over time, uh, that church was my church for quite some time. Then in Atlanta, I was kind of church hopping. Like I went to Creflo Dollar Church. You know? <laughs> I went to a few other churches just trying to find my way. Cause like you say, there's Sunday pitch. Yeah. It's just some about you know, starting out your week like the right way. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, after a while that, I started to notice a lot of prosperity teaching. And it's like, I don't want to hear about, you know, buying cars and like all of this stuff. Like, can you actually teach me the word for real? Stop playing with me. Uh, yeah, and tell me when I'm wrong, you know what I'm saying? Tell me when I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, I want my spirit to be right. I don't care. I mean, it'll be nice to have these things, but I, that's not really my concern. Like, if you really yeah. talk about saving souls, let's talk about saving souls. So then that mm -hmm. lost my interest. Uh, then one of my partners invited me out to another church, and I ended up going to that church for a while, and they talked about the Sabbath. So that's when I learned about the Sabbath. I learned about the history of the Sabbath, and I started to go to church on Saturdays because that's the, that's the Sabbath. Um, so I was at that church until I moved back, really, uh, to Mississippi, and I learned so much. I would say that was the defining moment. I learned a lot about the uh, traditions that a lot of us celebrate, the origins and history behind it, the origins and history behind a lot of things. And one thing I could appreciate about those people, that particular uh, church, like every question that I asked, they had an answer. And they pointed back to the Bible. It wasn't just like they were talking from the side of the neck. Like they were showing me scripture. Uh, the church that my uncle had invited me to, like he was a good bishop. He was a bishop. Uh, but he would be up in arms if I asked him certain questions and he couldn't answer for it. Uh, you know, him and his wife would kind of get upset with me, but it's like, don't y'all want us to ask questions? Because we would have church meetings. We would have, we would have church meetings, like after some services. 
and uh, the bishop and his wife will be there and just kind of listen, like, how can we become a better church like situation? And it's like, you know, don't brush off. One of my things was don't brush off questions when they're being asked. Like, don't run from the question. You don't know, just say you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that's one thing I appreciated from the church in Atlanta. Like, they literally answered everything that I asked through scripture. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So, and that's when I, like, I wasn't, I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I stopped celebrating Christmas. This is 2021. I stopped celebrating Christmas in 2017, 2018. 2018 mm -hmm. and even before then like I would never really ask for nothing like my mom would be like what you want like I don't want nothing like I got everything mm -hmm. I want throughout the year and that, it was like that for the past five plus years and then before mm -hmm. that I would just ask for certain books you know what I mean so I can read I was I wouldn't mm -hmm. I'm not a big gift person like that uh, so it was kind of easy for me to transition out of that, uh, and then learning about the history of Christmas and all of that stuff, you know, so that was a defining moment for me, just being able to, to learn more through scripture during those years back in like 2018, and then having those experiences, because I don't know if you, I know some people are afraid to ask like their pastors and stuff questions. Mm -hmm. I, I was that guy to like really ask you and because I really I wanted to know it wasn't like to shame nobody mm -hmm. it was because it was something that I truly wanted to know and my yeah. mind was blown uh, in Atlanta at that church when they were showing me things and they were like mm -hmm. really guiding me through things and that's when I learned yeah. about Passover and the different feast uh, in the Bible uh, so yeah that was a that was, that no, was but see, I think a lot of people. Well, I won't say a lot of people. Depending on like the church in itself, and you know its makeup. You know, you got some instances where members don't have a relationship with their pastor. You know, so either they don't see them, or they they definitely don't have you know conversations with them to ask them those questions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the church that uh, my family attends at this point. And like, you know, it is a larger church, although yeah. we know the pastor personally, you know, when it's so many people, it's kind of like, if you think about like, they talk about like the classroom setting, right? Like you go to these large universities, you know what I'm saying? Teachers often don't have relationships with per student, right? Yeah. It's just, you know, I'm gonna call your name on this roll. You, you're here, you turn in your work, I'm gonna grade you, that's it. But then you have some where you can, you know, where you build relationships or in like smaller institutions like our HBCUs or, you know, our private schools where it's fewer students. And so you actually can have the more intimate uh, relationship and conversations about things, you know, that are on your mind. So I agree. I definitely encourage, you know, all of us to have the, that kind of relationship or at least to try to have that kind of relationship with your spiritual leader um, yeah. because there are so many yeah. questions. Like so, there are so, so many questions and many of them have gone unanswered. And some of the questions that exist, we don't even know to ask or even know they exist because we're not really inquiring for ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, um, you know, a lot, a lot of us in terms of religion, you know, we kind of get to a certain point 
And it seems like now there's more emphasis on relationship. So it's not even like so much about understanding the religion because there are so many religions, right? And there's so many beliefs, there's so many traditions. It, it can be overwhelming, right? right. But everybody's right. just trying to find themselves in, in a place or in, in, a, in a place spiritually um, where they are connecting and they are manifesting, they are growing, you know, in, in the manner in which they choose to. Uh, I, I remember maybe uh, it was some years ago. Uh, I was I was dating a guy who uh, was like me, Baptist, uh, Christian, and eventually, after some experiences he had, like attending churches, large mega churches in uh, a, in a big city, he um, he became a Hebrew Israelite. And this was like after after we had talked, we kind of circled back and um, we became friends again. <clears throat> and he started to say things. He started to send me things and started to talk about things in a way where I, I, I started to realize, okay, he might be onto something different than what I'm accustomed to, you know, than traditionally what I know, you know. Yeah. And so, but yeah. in that relationship, you know, um, I appreciate that a lot of what he talked about, it did challenge my thought. It did inspire me to want to ask questions, you know, yeah. it did inspire me to really want to understand this thing we call religion, That's right? And, uh, and, and and wanting to kind of separate religion from relationship. You know, at this point, I, I am I am Baptist, I, you know what I'm saying? I believe in God. I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, but I am definitely adamant about relationship like throughout this pandemic we've been separated from our church and our church community my church we still have not been in person since early 2020 right but you got some folks they've been back we have yet to return to the house right and so in that you know what i'm saying and i know i'm not the only person it's been challenging right because when you're used to going to church on sunday and getting that quick fix that sunday fix you know that refresher now you're on your own, yeah. you know, and we're yeah. and we're dealing with Zoom and nobody knows how to use Zoom or YouTube is down, you know, and whatever, whatever. So then it's just like, well, what are you doing in your spare time? What are you doing when you're alone at home? You know, yeah. how are you keeping yeah. your spirit refreshed? How are you building your relationship with God? You know, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And so that's been, you know, that's been important for me. And I think regardless, if you go to church on Sunday or what church you go to, I think that's that's part of the process. That's part of the spiritual journey to kind of define that relationship and to continue to build it and feed it, right? Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, <clears throat> it's an ongoing journey. It's an ongoing yeah. uh, it's an ongoing search. You know what I mean? I feel like if we knew if we knew everything, there would be no need for a God, right? Um, Period. So, you know, search high and low for you know as long as you know that they that there is a higher being now one thing that annoys me another unpopular opinion okay the zodiac and the universe talk ah <laughs> it's a lot of that it's a whole lot of that oh what about it though Ken? so i mean it just kind of burns me up every time i see somebody talking about Oh, the universe, the universe, but God created the universe. Like, just call it what it is. You know what I mean? How you gonna bless the uh, 
bless the creation over the creator type deal in my eyes, right? Mm -hmm. It's just mm -hmm. like in the book too, where it talks about, um, it was, I don't want to mess the story up, but in the Bible, they, they were going, the slaves or something were going through something. And they started mm -hmm. to, God had said that if they look at the bronze snake, it will save them or something like that. And then mm -hmm. and after their lives were saved from looking at it, they started to praise the bronze snake. And I don't mm -hmm. remember who it was, but it was one of the characters or persons in the Bible that taught, that came up and actually smashed the bronze snake to redirect the attention to God and not the bronze snake. It's just like even unpopular opinion, the cross. Like the cross is a death, the cross is a death tool. But I, I mean, I got it mm -hmm. tattooed on me, but that was prior to me learning about more about the cross. It's like mm -hmm. so the cross is similar to the noose in my eyes. Like uh, it, it was something that Jesus died on. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But Jesus did a lot more before dying on that cross. Yeah. And yeah. Like we carry our, our personal crosses you know, our personal burdens and things like that. Like they say, pick up your cross and carry it or whatever the case may be. But in my opinion, I don't think the cross should be necessarily praised, you know. Thank God for the use of the cross to have Jesus a place to, to be when he took his final breath, when he did what he came to do, which is die for us. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. Yeah, that was going to be my question. Like, do you think, you know, based on what you just said about the, it mm -hmm. being a death tool, mm -hmm. could the, the <clears throat> I guess the reverence around it be because he died for our sins, because he died, you know. Let me ask general. you this, let me ask you this, like mm -hmm. coming, having post-traumatic uh, post slave disorder, right? Would you think, that our ancestors would appreciate us wearing nooses around our necks to praise what happened to them. Does that make sense? I don't know if that's the apples to apples comparison though. Cause would... like, well, see, okay. See, now we fin now we finna go somewhere. <laughs> Cause I'm just thinking like, okay, Someone who was who was hung, slave, civil rights, you know. I guess these are people who okay, in the enslaved, did they did they necessarily have a choice, you know? I mean, I guess Jesus didn't have a choice either. I was gonna say, God did he? <laughs> to do that, you know, he was yeah. a sacrifice. Um yeah. But would I mean I don't I don't know I don't I don't I can't I really I mean I I hear what you're saying but I definitely never thought about that but um, I don't know. That's my thought process. I mean, yeah, you know, like we we carry our own personal crosses for sure, but I don't I don't think it should be glorified. Like having a cross on your rearview mirror is not going to necessarily save you from having a crash per se. You did. For sure. You know, uh, but yeah, like it just kind of. So then me. like with, um, 
So then do you think the cross is necessarily glorified or is it just in remembrance? I know that's not the only way we remember, but. I think most people intentionally are for remembrance, but I think it is more glorified because all the, all the, uh, because there's another scripture, and I wish I remember I knew exactly what these passages were, but mm-hmm. it talks about stuff being dipped in gold and praised. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. people, a lot of people, crosses are in gold or iced out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, just like the bronze snake that I was just telling you about. You know, mm-hmm. and I'll share more of this offline too. Uh, I'll see the actual passages when I remember it. I wish I had them right now for the episode, but yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And it's just like with the Zodiac stuff, a lot of people talk more about that than they do about what they say they believe in terms of the Bible. Like the Zodiac Mm -hmm. is more interesting. I will say that. It's interesting to read some Mm -hmm. of those things, but like Mm -hmm. you have to read the boring stuff. That's what one of my mentors Mm -hmm. told me in terms of the finance world, because a lot of the a lot of the financial literature is mad boring. When you learn about financial literacy, it is mad boring. Yes. (laughs) But the same with the with this Bible, it may be boring, but that's if you believe if you subscribe to that, that's really the only manual that you need. Even the book of Daniel, where he had to interpret the dreams. Like the astrologist couldn't tell the king what happened. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's what I lean on. I like, yeah, I like even with like, you know, Proverbs and, and, and other books that like specifically speak to ways of living, you know, and thinking and learning and loving and feeling, you know what I mean? The Bible is very, I think the Bible is very intentional, you know. Uh, but then there are there then there are those questions like, well, who wrote the Bible? You know, it had to be interpreted. You know, how do you you know? It's just, it's it's so much, and I dare not get overwhelmed with all the questions, right? Thanks. You know, it's kind of like at the end of the day, I just I just pray to God, like Lord, I just I just hope I'm on the path that you want me on. You know what I'm saying? That, that you have for me for my greatest potential in this in this journey, right? Um, ultimate goal. Go ahead, finish your thought. Mm-hmm. I honestly forgot. I was about to say something else. Remember that? <laughs> so go ahead. Ultimate goal. The most important things that that book talks about is uh, mm-hmm. the most important commandment is to love, right? Mm-hmm. If we truly I believe that. Love, if we truly love everybody, I think that'll surpass all of our questions. If we if we become more loving and more compassionate, no matter what person's uh, religion status or religion is yeah you know mm-hmm. what i mean if you just love the person anyway no matter if they are hebrew israelite muslim christian uh buddhist whomever like because ultimately mm-hmm. all of them talk about love you know but I yeah feel, i feel like if we master that if we truly start loving everybody for real then truly i think god will be satisfied and there'll be some forgiveness yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, as we enter those gates, <laughs> and that's part of it too. Like you know, his his thinking, his knowing, his understanding is beyond ours. You know, so it's it's never meant for us to truly understand and and you know and know. 
But mm-hmm. that's where trust comes in. That's where faith comes in, you know. And I think I remember my point was about the horoscopes. You know, we as people, as human beings, I think we we strive for things to make sense. We, we strive for logic, right? And so with these horoscopes, it's easy to rely on them or to connect with them mm-hmm. because it seems like it might answer, you know, why I am this way or mm-hmm. why I feel this way or, you know, whatever, whatever. And like you say, it's, it's, it's interesting, right? But mm-hmm. but really but really what is it? And and one thing you said and something that I definitely believe, you know what I'm saying, in acknowledging and embracing and celebrating the creation, you gotta acknowledge, embrace, and celebrate the creator at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, like when I'm sitting out in nature, you know, oh wow, you know, I'm in my own garden. This is beautiful, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm just looking at sometimes I watch, we were um my homegirl and I, we were watching something on television. And don't even know what it was, but it was just showing different places in this world. And we're just like, damn, like, this is a beautiful creation. And so many people don't live to even see half of it or a little bit of it, right? But this is a beautiful thing. And that's God. It's his doing. You know what I mean? It didn't just happen. But, um, but you know, one of my goals in, in this whole spiritual journey is to be whole. Nice. You know what I mean? Like, not lacking for anything because I don't have to be. That's what he said. You know what I mean? As long as I trust in him and depend on him, like I can be whole. But there's so many distractions out here that can eat away at that. And I think just as much as we learn about about God, mm-hmm. we also need to be mindful about, about the enemy. Like it's, it's just like, you know, I think about in sports, you know, when I play sports, we study, we, we would be playing like, you know, the team that we know is our rival. We study them. We 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 learn their ways. We learn who they're going to or going through to get this point. So mm-hmm. when the battle comes, we kind of already know what to expect and how to respond. You know, I think it should be the same way with the enemy. You know what I'm saying? Knowing how he moves because honestly, he's not that smart. You know, but he just he likes to catch us slipping. Mm-hmm. But if we understand his ways, because a lot of times he works in cycles. Yeah. Learning his ways, we'll know how to that defeat part. him. That's good. We'll it know works. how to defeat him. And, you know, a lot of times, too, I think we give him too much credit as well for some things. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, some things we can manage on our own. You know what I mean? If, if we're really in tune and, and mindful and not just looking with the, the carnal eye, but like the, the physical, I mean, the spiritual eye. You know what I mean? Because sure. a lot of what's around us and in this world is so much deeper than what we see. You yeah. know, it's trying to see things differently. That's a, that's something that is also a goal for me, not to just see it as what it is, to see it beyond it. Because we know it's it's more than just us out here. It's it's a lot going on out here and around us. Yeah, it's a fact. But I think I think our I think our people will be proud though to hear us kind of talking about you know, where we want to go spiritually. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's our spiritual journey. It's, it's on us to get where we want to go, you know, um, to do the things that we feel like we need to do to get where we want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I enjoyed this. I don't know. Is, is there anything that you want to add, Kane, before we wrap this episode? Yeah, man. I mean, <clears throat> what is something that you may have been told to just pray about? that you mm. could just pray about 
before we get up out of here. Yeah. What is one of those things? And it's like, you're not hearing me. Yeah, yeah. So this comes to mind immediately, you know. They say faith without works is dead, right? Yeah. And I think, I think it's common for us to want to pray about things and go to God with this list of things we want. Mm-hmm. But what am I doing to ensure that when he has it for me, that I'm even prepared, you know what I'm saying, to handle it, right? Or what can I be doing to meet him halfway with mm-hmm. it? You know what I mean? Uh, and that can be that could be simple things, you know, whether that's whether that's you know a promotion at work, or if there's you know just goals that you, that I have, you know, physically. Like I can't just sit here and be like, well, Lord, I'm gonna pray that that I lose 20 pounds by homecoming because I need to be fine. <laughs> but if I ain't working out or eating right, you know what I'm saying? It's not just it's not just prayer, right? Thanks. You know. Um, thankfully, I know we talked a lot about mental health in our, our first part one, you know, thankfully in the conversations I've had with my, my family, you know, when I did start seeking therapy, that it wasn't a situation of just pray about it, that they, that they were welcoming of me wanting to utilize their resource, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I know everybody can't say the same. I know there are some elders who, who don't who don't want to hear that, you know, or for so long did not want to hear that because the response was just pray about it. You don't need to go talk to nobody about it. You know what I'm saying? Um nobody and out. even then, you know, that's it. Like um I do remember, but I mean prayer is powerful. I don't discredit that. I remember um yes, right. I was a couple years ago, I, I had an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, you know, I'm a former athlete, so it, it was really just uh, me re-injuring myself. Mm-hmm. But I remember being in uh, the doctor's office and not really knowing what was going on with my knee. I was in so much pain. And they were talking about, um, they were talking about, um, you know, having to have surgery and what that might look like and on down the road, some of the issues I might have. And I just remember my mom being there with me and she just started praying, you know. But at the same time, we prayed, but I had therapy, physical therapy. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we praying about it, but I'm also finna do this work, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a me guy halfway so that I can come out whole. That's the goal, to come out whole. I love it. What about you, Kane? I love it. Uh, here's a fun fact. I was mm-hmm. used to so many people like telling me, oh, Kane, like, you're going to be great. You're going to be great. And it's like, I figured it was just something that was on me, right? And it is something on me, but you have to do something. Oh, yeah. But you have to do something with the something that's on you. That's and it. I oftentimes misused. I would just pray about, okay, whatever these folks seeing, you know what I mean? And whatever uh, my natural ability is, God, you know, make that thing manifest. I was just praying about my elevation without working to elevate, if you will. Uh, just mm-hmm. things that automatically come to me because of what people see and what I believe that God saw in me. And it's not that God doesn't see what God sees. It's just that, no, son, I'm not going to just give this to you. You dig what I'm saying? Because if I give it to you right now, especially, will you be able to manage uh, and handle what I'm about to give you. 
And then those times right. looking back, I was not. So again, mm -hmm. like the faith that I works is definitely dead. And my mm -hmm. faith was dead. You dig? Mm -hmm. So I was just praying, man. Just like, all right, let me just get whatever I need so I can do what I need to do without necessarily mm -hmm. building my spirit in, in me as a person, as a man. You know, so that's mm -hmm. for sure. Um, just stop expecting what you don't work for. And I was expecting what I didn't work for. You know, that's it. Yeah, it's different now, that's though. You're working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Working, praying, praying while I'm at work. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. I'll be praying for it, praying constantly. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But um, it's a beautiful thing, man. Um, I, you know, we we as a people, I think we just we want to belong. Yeah. We do. You know, naturally we do. And in whatever space that is, as, as long as it's healthy and, and you're thriving, um, you know, and just just seek your set your spiritual goals and seek them. Mm. And um, yeah, and like best best all the cousins out here, man, because it ain't easy. You mm. know, there's so much about life we don't understand and that we can't, like, we we you know we don't have the answer to. But yeah. um, we're gonna be alright. And so what Kendrick said, we're gonna be alright. Man, we all trying to figure this thing out. Don't nobody know what they're doing for real. Nah, <laughs> that that part. No. Nah, we out here no. floating in a lot of ways. <laughs> gonna be all right. We gonna be all right. <laughs> Thank y'all for coming into another episode of the Family Tree Podcast. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Yes. Um. And I guess we'll see y'all on next trip. For sure. Peace and blessings. What's going on, y'all? It's Key Kane coming to you all the way live. Your favorite country cousin, your favorite Mississippi and your best friend. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Ashley F.G. Norwood. It ain't me without the F.G. Come on. And we are the, the Family, Family Tree, Tree Podcast. Podcast. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, The Family Tree Podcast, and on Twitter, The Family Tree. Yes, indeed. Stay rooted. Stay black. Stay blessed. Peace.